0: You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Well, good morning, afternoon, evening, everybody. Not sure what time zone you're in, but this is the Laugh Button Podcast again here on the Riotcast Network. My name's Mark Seaman. His is not. It's Matt Kleinschmidt. But together, we are the Laugh Button Dot com. What's going on, Clenny? What's up, buddy? You're alive. I am alive. I'm back. <laughs> this is not an imposter. We we thought you were dead. Right. We declared you dead on the last
1: podcast. Uh that not surprising. We said we everyone's like, where's Mark? We said Mark is dead.
0: He died in the Alps somewhere. <laughs> that was the uh that was the, the Died what? in the Alps. Yeah. Be, I mean, if you're gonna go. I mean yeah. If, yeah. I, get, I guess death if you're gonna go, death's a great way to go, right? That's, I guess that's kind of how it works.
1: You know what I didn't miss?
0: <laughs> the terrible
1: jokes. Uh, oh, man. I well, mean, like, I got Bram from our sister, site Metal, and sure. to kind of come and fill the, the pun quotient. Sure, sure. You know, just get them all in there. Get all the puns we can. And, and I'm, uh, I'm assuming he did that. He did a fine job with the puns.
0: Um, but has Bram ever won the internet?
1: um have you ever won the i guess you have because you well i did i won counting, the internet well if you're counting at midnight as winning the internet yes you won hashtag wars i did i don't know if that's winning the internet
0: i got a medal you know they send you a medal right like i got a medal
1: no i did not know that they winning, don't i'm just kidding. yeah i was gonna
0: say but winning the internet is winning
1: the game not hashtag wars yeah i
0: agree i yeah. agree so right. well
1: we're winning the internet well
0: at the LaughButton.com, you're not at,
1: winning in the pun game
0: no not today <laughs> Not today
1: cause they're terrible
0: They, they are, that's, that's fine That's the whole point of them I know Yeah, that's uh, dad jokes, we call them in the business, dad jokes You know, when's I'm a so... door not a door, Matt? I don't know When it's a jar, come on, you walked right into that one Alright, let's do this, shall we? I hate my life <laughs> I am back, I am back. <laughs> I'm want to thank Will and Bram for filling in for me on the news Hope you enjoyed the Moonbeam City interview Today, you know what, no guess. you know why, too much news too, too much, much news, is, Matt. We are chock full of news about uh, the wazoo. And we're going to kick it all off, uh, no pun intended, here uh, with a man, <laughs> with a major announcement. I can't look at you, what? man. What's I can't the ma- look at you. What's the major announcement? major announcement. Speaking of what's kicking. The, what's the um, major announcement? I've officially... Uh, Declared retirement from attempting to be a field goal kicker in the National Football League It's no longer a possibility It's not going to happen Something I feel like you might (laughs) What? (laughs) Where are we going with this? We're going nowhere We're going to the (laughs) laughbutton.com Let's do it Uh, In all seriousness, big news (laughs) Jon Stewart, it hasn't taken long Didn't take long He's back in the game, Matt Yeah, he inked the deal with HBO HBO, inked it uh, we, let's guess a figure What do you think John Stewart's worth Post-Daily Show See
1: I don't remember what his salary was On the Daily Show But he was in the multi-millions like, It has to I, be I would, right. put him, like, I would put him in the It is basic cable It's not network television I would put him on the Daily Show In the three to five million range a year. Would, a year A year A year? Okay Do you think that's mm, I'm going to say a little bit more than that Really? Like Seven like he, I don't think he's in like the ten to
0: twelve. Because then you're talking like
1: Fallon and yeah. numbers.
0: No, so not that big, but yeah. more than three to four, Or whatever you said. Three to five I could seven. see six, six. 6 to seven. Okay, so, so six to
1: seven. Okay,
0: because you got to think when you it think Comedy Central. Central. Like it's it's Comedy Central is a big cable channel, but sure. it's still cable. But it's it it boils down to. I mean that's the anchor show, right? It is, and it probably brought in the biggest amount. Of more so role. now than South Park. Would you say? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. So with that said, I, I think you got to pay the dude, right? So he's getting paid. Well, whoa! Did you I just look it up? it up? Whoa! Fifteen million. Whoa! Twenty-six million. Whoa! Fuck! I should have died in the Swiss Alps. Thirty
1: million a year. Thirty million taking home between, uh, according to report by TV Guide, this is as of August 2013. Okay. 25 to 30 million a year Topping broadcast network competitors Jay Leno and David Letterman Who have seen salary cuts in recent years
0: Wow Wow I didn't think it was that high 30 million I wow. like how it's in the range of 25 yeah. to 30 million million's quite a difference Yeah but so quite a, That's a 25% you know
1: Okay see so here's a perfect raise. Fallon's at 11 million Okay I mean Fallon's also not as, been around as long
0: as as Jon Stewart But I sure. didn't think it was like Whoa. Well but here here's the thing about Fallon right Yes he might be winning the, the late night talk show game He's still under his first year contract though Sure On top of it's NBC There's a lot of other shit going on When you go to Comedy Central Yes there are other shows But they're, they're shooting reruns of infomercials To kick the needles at certain points in the day Yeah So you're looking at John Stewart is the face at the time, the face of yeah, Comedy Central. He was the face
1: of Comedy Central. You pay that guy,
0: and then you had Busboy, Boy, and he did some
1: development stuff for uh, you know other shows, and he was also an executive producer of Colbert. Mm-hmm. He made a pretty penny. Like here's a great example: like Letterman was 14 million per year. Uh, Colbert currently makes six million per year and is worth 45 million according to April, that's April 2014. Wow. So actually, I, from I, I remember reading reports that like Letterman took a pay cut. Okay so, I'm sorry uh, Colbert took a pay cut To Letterman's position Because I, I, Clearly he was uh, I also think Just dominating But also if you think about it I guess like Comic Central has less talent to pay
0: that, That's what I'm saying yeah, So yeah, NBC's yeah, yeah. got a lot of shit going you, Yeah You have all kinds of shows You got okay. all kinds of hosts Like. And uh, you know There's a lot more people Working at the network too That are going to get paid though, I, d- I definitely wouldn't guess that Because I
1: knew like Found I knew Letterman was like the One of the highest paid Late night guys And I knew he was in like The 14-15
0: range Matt that is a shit load of, mo- that that of money That is a double Letterman numbers That's
1: crazy That's a
0: lot of Okay so He needs right. to deal with the HBO He ain't to deal so, with HBO So if we're looking at 30 oh, million for Comedy Central HBO I don't think he... I don't think it says much. I don't think it says much, but... It's it's unproven
1: in the HBO in, in the HBO eyes, I and guess. And let's talk you know what? about
0: what we know now as far as what he's going to be doing, right? He's going to yeah. be contributing. Not It's not... Uh, we don't know if it's a show yet. Yeah. We just know he's going to be contributing something. So, you know, depending on how big yeah, that and, contribution and, and is, like, you know... And these
1: are like shorts on HBO Go. It's sure. They're all their digital content. So, it's interesting. Um... I'm surprised a guy like I mean John Stewart has that ability to he like he has a fan base mm-hmm. so I think any digital content he puts out there people are going to like. Well, it's going to be huge, but uh, it's going to be huge. But like, um,
0: and I don't you know, know Oliver's proven that, and and I'm sure I'm sure yeah. they might be working together in some fast. Well, that's thing.
1: Oh, you think if uh, John Stewart produces the, di- the the digital content for Last week's night with John Oliver? It'd be crazy. Oh, interesting. Just
0: over. This is actually, it, who knows? this is
1: a, this is an interesting play here. Here's why. As recently as a year and a half, two years ago, HBO was like not in the online game. No, nope. like they, you couldn't get their you couldn't get their service out of the cart. You couldn't mm-hmm. get Go without actually having a, a subscription to your television. Right, they just weren't into it, and then they just kind of exploded. And the John Oliver show kind of made people see the light, and
0: there we go. And Bob's your uncle. I wonder how much. What do you think Oliver's uh, check is?
1: I don't think I think I would put John Oliver in like I would put him in Like the five or six range Yeah No one Yeah hearing this number This information now But I also hear like HBO like Doesn't really pay You know what I mean That's interesting
0: Yeah Because I'm assuming They make a shitload of money yeah, well, John Oliver. Let's see, John Oliver, HBO, two million salary per year, according wow. to this. Okay, I mean that's whatever. It's also weird that like we can
1: just look that up on the internet, dude. I just googled <laughs> it. John Oliver salary. He I is know. the number seventh highest paid person in late night. But how does that get Behind out? Behind like, Jimmy how does Kimmel, that... Chelsea Handler, Jimmy Fallon, probably John Stewart. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, like this stuff gets reported on. Yeah. It's what strange. happens. Well, it's also these people like need to know. Like, I guess this keeps. Uh, I mean, do you want your salary out there? Listen, if I made two to. 30 million like You would two, 2 to care? 30 <laughs> <laughs> It's a big range dude But yeah yeah So If you make service between 2 to 30 million Who cares I mean yeah, like you know That's true
0: When you don't make 2 to 30 million Alright yeah, Well uh, That's uh, that, that happened It only it took happened. months it, it He didn't Necessarily retire for even a year. Like yeah. we all thought, maybe he's going to do a stand up tour. Well, we, or, you knew, know.
1: we knew he was opening that animal sanctuary with his wife, which mm-hmm. recently got a lot of headlines too. And in Central sure. Jersey, he basically bought a farm and some rescued animals, and they and they do that, which is a very all type of thing, which is great. That's what you do with thirty million, dude. It's what you do when you have thirty million? You open an animal. You sanctuary. do things that uh, are nice. And he lives in and it's in Jersey, so I should go mm-hmm. find it. I should go like hop you know, a fence, say hi to the pig, and see if
0: John can lend me five bucks. <laughs> that's that's my plan. Oh, don't say that, man. <laughs> I, I just uh I'm reading um uh, David Spade's uh is is I, I guess you call it memoir, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. he put out a book recently, and uh, called almost interesting, and. I don't know what it is, but I just love reading those type of books from all the SNL people just cuz it connect with the show so much and 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 it's not even about him being a good writer or a bad writer as far as this particular book. You know what I mean? When when you read his book, it's a lot of fun, but it definitely feels like n- not a kid wrote it, but it's very like it's very spayed. Yeah, it, yeah, he's yeah. not he's not going out of his way to try to write a book. He's just telling you the book you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, exactly. but it but it's cool and it makes it a real easy quick read but a fun one because if you're if you're a fan of SNL or or Spade in particular he tells a lot of great stories of about uh, how he landed the the Rolling Police Academy and and how he how he uh, asked Bob speaking of borrowing money asking Bob Goldthwaite for, for for money back in the day and how he yeah. helped him out and how important that is because you think about it uh, he he tells us one story about how he, he saved up he bought a car he made the transaction. He went and did a spot that night. Car was and stolen. Car was stolen. Yeah. And and you read all that stuff, and you're just like, man, like like when you're down and out as yeah, a yeah. comic, it's not like, well, I guess I just have to go back to work at my shitty job. It's no, I got to go back to work and make twenty dollars tomorrow night exactly. at my spot. Yeah. Exactly. And you think, wow, like I can I can see why someone would ask for money. Of course, you know what I mean in of that course. scenario. Of course. But uh, but then you know you pay it back. You pay you know you pay it forward. You, you get paid back later. <laughs> but uh, anyway, cool book. Check it out. It's available now. Yeah. Um, Davey
1: Spade Yeah David
0: Spade I call him Davey We're friends Yeah you Mm -hmm. know him personally Yeah his segment on on uh, uh, Weekend Update was one of my favorites of all what, time. Uh, the Hollywood, yeah, minute. the Hollywood Minute was great. Well, they actually turned, they actually pulled it out and actually made it its
1: own thing. Mm-hmm. And that's actually why, fun fact, Eddie Murphy hates David Spade and SNL, mm-hmm. which I, he talks about in the book as well. Weird, because he said something to the effect of like, "Hey, look, kids, are falling star." It's a photo of Eddie Murphy as you know. This was the time when Eddie was like doing the transition into like right. his movies that weren't necessarily doing that well, and and Murphy was just like, "Fuck you, dude!" Like, I saved SNL. Like, I brought the show. Back from the day Yeah but
0: dude It's comedy I, Come on Listen I'm not saying uh, And this is the same guy Eddie Murphy Who's gonna go on stage Receive an award And then kinda Rip Bill Cosby You don't have to do that after, Everyone well, else well, after
1: saying After saying that He wasn't gonna do it On SNL right. 40 So sure. Listen Hypocritical? Probably. You know? <laughs> but at the same time, at the, at the time, this is when Spade was on And also what were we, mid-90s? Yeah, yeah, uh, early mid-90s, sure. It, uh, it, uh, Eddie Murphy was apparently a
0: bigger punching bag at the time, so I don't know. And looking back at some of those old bits that Spade did on the sh- he is so young. He looks so, so young. young, man. He is so, so young, young. Yeah. and he's
1: such a sarcastic asshole in those yeah. two. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, that bye bye is one of my all-time favorite of sketches. Course. Love that sketch. All right. Um, let's talk about The Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore, our good friends over there, um, the contributors who are nice enough to join us on our podcast here you can go back and listen to that episode with uh, Mike Yard and Ricky Velez and Holly Walker they've just added another contributor to the mix uh, a female by the name of Grace Parra she's Mexican-American was on a show called the White Guy uh, talk show that was on Mm -hmm. Fuse now made the change over to Larry Wilmore show and uh, sort of uh, christened by Wilmore and uh, came on last night as a pseudo Jeb Bush Sort of uh, Hey everything's okay Everything's good in the camp You know yeah, yeah, and, yeah And she made this great Or she said this great line Where uh, Jeb Bush is the duct tape Of politics Like very, <laughs> very funny <laughs> That's great um, So she had a good uh, she, a Good starting off point there Yeah the, Jeb the Bush is show. not it's not looking well for Jeb. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not going to happen for much it's longer not for him. Looking well, good for Jeb. And, and I'm not a political analyst at all. But no, no,
1: <laughs> no. But like you know, like you every time so every time in the political world, someone goes to uh, reset or restart their campaign, it's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, and the rumors are that like Jeb is like slashed, like funding and cut payroll and all that kind of stuff and, sure. that, and then they relaunched with the Jeb Can Fix It which had a f- the internet had a field day with I don't know if you saw any of that I in your travels bit when you were a in little like bit. the Swiss Alps or wherever you were at uh, but yeah they, the, the internet had a field day with that stuff too so yeah I mean like you know but like, listen politics and comedy like that's that's like where it's at I mean like has had a nice resurgence since 2008 because mm-hmm. of politics and comedy so sure. like I think it's great and that, you know Wilmore is one of the places where you one of the few places you can Get it every night These days And done Not only done Nightly But good Because like There's a lot of people Out there that do Terrible comedy in mm-hmm. politics, and I think Wilmore's show is definitely one of them. And after talking to uh, the writers, like the other the couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. like those guys are whip smart, man. Yeah, they're, they are on their shit, they're so They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I think uh, Wilmore show is, from a political point of view, Wilmore's show is, uh, is kind of like you know aces for me right now.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'm on board too. And uh, congrats to Grace Parra for yeah. for joining the show. Very cool thing, and a, a great family to be a part of. And uh, hopefully, we'll hang with the, that crew again very soon. Uh, I want to bring this up, Matt, because this is happening more so now, uh, recently, as far as comedy is concerned, than maybe years past. I don't know. It just seems like it's piling up. Musical comedy. Uh, no, not musical comedy, All but right. th- that'll never, that'll never die. Musical comedy, and uh, and I'm a part of that world. Punny comedy is the cockroach of comedy, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean it's just it's always going to be around. So yeah, just okay. deal. with If you don't like it, sorry, deal with it. Gotcha. Uh, if you love it, feed it. All right. All right. So, um, Chirac. All right. Yeah, new movie from Spike Lee. It's his new joint. Chirac. Or, I'm sorry, Chirac. What did I say? Chai. You said it like a white guy Sci? would say it. You said it, Chirac. Oh, Chirac. Chirac.
1: As in Chai, as in yeah,
0: as in Chicago. Chicago. Chica- Chicago. Right. Yeah. So this movie stars uh, Dave Chappelle. He's one of the stars of, of yes. the film. But Chappelle, Nick Cannon, mm-hmm. John Cusack. But this isn't a comedy at all. No. And we just saw Sarah Silverman in a movie that was uh, very serious. Uh, Will Ferrell's done it in yep. the past. I mean, and we. Jim. Jim uh, Go ahead, Parsons, Bruin, no, uh, Truman Show, Jim Carrey. What if? Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey. Dave sure. Cooks tried it, yeah, right, Dane Cook. Yeah. So, but but I feel like it's happening more now than ever. Louis too, man. I mean, oh, yeah. it's it shows so dramatic. Louis' show on
1: FX is almost not a comedy anymore, right? It's like it. I don't even know if it's a dark comedy. It's just like. It's just drama. Yeah, it's just straight up drama <laughs> it's just straight now. Straight up drama at this point.
0: So this is happening a lot, and and I think it's great because it shows the range of comedy and 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 look, comedy's hard because it's both drama and you have to be fun. You know, it's just not one thing. Yeah, I mean, like I say this all the time, like you know, people you hear
1: actors saying this, like like acting in a dramatic role is way easier than acting in a comedic role, right? Um, and there's also this thing about like I don't know why I don't know why comedy isn't. Uh, showcased better In like Like t- award shows Like television awards Or academy awards Or movie awards Because it's tougher And not only that Comedy lives and dies By the joke mm-hmm. Whereas a drama You're like oh, Okay so and so Wasn't that great an actor But it looked awesome Sure or the cinematography Was great or Right, the Other things save good. it Other, Other things, things save saved it, yeah, it. Yeah, right. Like if it's If it's not funny In a comedy you, It doesn't matter How it looks It doesn't matter How it's edited It doesn't matter Any of that Yeah you stuff. can't Special effect jokes I know It, lives, it lives and dies yeah. By that It lives and dies By the pacing Of and all that kind of it lives and dies by editing. It lives and dies by all that stuff. So, I think it's more difficult to do comedy over drama. Uh, over drama. So, when I see that com- funny people are doing dramatic roles, that's almost. I feel like they might think it's almost easier. Right personally you know i mean like that's that that's without me talking to people about this mm-hmm. situation but i think i think uh comedians are like yeah i can do drama i can make people laugh i can you're you trying to tell me i can't evoke an emotion a, a dramatic emotion out of people so i think that they kind of look at that like yeah whatever it's a walk in the park
0: well i bring it up because like i said dave Chappelle's a part of this new yeah. movie it uh it comes out december 4th check it out if you get a chance to uh in the past i've had a chance to interview spike lee and he he's a he when, when he decides to do something He goes and he does it And he nails it yeah, Whether, yeah. whether it ends up being a huge th- Right Whether it ends up being A huge thing or not um, This one in particular Not to get too serious Is really It's just mind blowing Yeah I uh, don't even know
1: how to describe it so There's part <sighs> I don't know. It's very uniquely Spike Lee, right? But at the same time, like, there's a little bit of a comedy element to it. There's a little bit of a drama element to it. It's obviously about a very serious topic of, you know, basically political element, political and gang wars uh, Mm -hmm. happening in Chicago. Um, But like, there's like a funny element to it. I don't know if the story he's telling is absolutely true because basically the plot of it is. Gang violence is at an all time high in this part of Chicago, and basically the women of Chicago basically go on like sex strike until right, like right. the men, until the men kind of get their shit together and stop shooting each other. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I know the story of Chirac. By the way, Vice did a really great thing about that. Like, if you want to, like, just kind of get an idea, go look up at Vice's uh, YouTube channel. They'll do, like it's like a 7 to 10-minute segment about Chirac, um, which kind of tells you basically what's going on as far as the climate there. Um, So I don't know if Spike Lee's story is true, but, like, there is that element of it. Like, it's almost like you have... um, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson kind of narrating it, being like the storyteller. He's the mm. he's the Burl-Ives Snowman yeah. of this situation. Perfect guy uh, for the role. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah totally. See. So it's really, really interesting how it all is kind of playing out. So uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's not a humor. It's not a comedy. It it definitely looks like it needs to be watched and whatnot too. But uh, yeah, yeah, who
0: yeah. knows? All right, up next. Uh, are you a fan, Matt? I don't know if you're a fan. Of? You're either a fan or you're not a fan of Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim. All right? So these dudes yeah. are very bizarrely, awesomely unique and fucking weird. There's no other way to, to, to put yeah. it. And they have a very almost childish, but but so perfect at being a specific thing. Yeah, it's very That, that no one else can do it. It's very absurd. Like um. If- I think that's a good way To describe it It's absurd And it's definitely Not for everyone Which is why I don't think these guys Will ever achieve Like that That mass No no Not at all Success It's They've hit They've capped out At their market I mean Tim But they're crushing it Tim knows that movie
1: The comedy Which Mm -hmm. is on Netflix Which is an interesting watch Yep Uh, I think Tim's biggest role Might have been the he dude was. got married in bridesmaid. Dude got married and bridesmaid. He was Maya Rudolph's fiance. All right. I don't think he had a single word in the whole movie. Yeah, you maybe. saw him many times. I don't <laughs> think he said a single word in the whole movie. All right. Um, yeah, that might have been his biggest role, which is kind of funny. Yeah, like, on, the,
0: on the mass scale. On, on the, the mass, mass scale. scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Well, they're back with uh, the second season of Bedtime Stories. I don't know if you've if you got a chance to see season one or not. Yeah. Um, Classic, bizarrely You know, Tim and Eric uh, A lot of guest stars That's the thing about Tim and Eric They attract huge names To be a part of their world And I'll never forget when I first saw Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job I was immediately like Awesome title, Yeah, there's an exclamation point These guys are ridiculous And then I saw Weird Al on it and I was like Okay, if Weird Al's gonna be on it, it's like instant credibility, but then it's like William H. Macy's on it. Yeah. And then, like, you know, it's so and so, you just go down the list. John C. Riley, yeah. like all my like, guys. Who, who are these guys? So then I was in Vegas for the HBO Comedy and Arts Festival, yeah. I think 09 or 08, or whenever it was there. And they had the Tim and Eric uh, uh, Awesome Show, Great Job live show. And I was like, I have to be at this yeah, because yeah, how are they even gonna this? do yeah. what? What is this gonna be? And they just came out and it was everyone just like, jaws were open. You know, her mouths were open Jaws were dropped And you just stared And were like What the fuck did I just Of course Of course But it was so good But, it, so but it's also
1: like Exactly what like It's exactly the type of stuff That should live on like Adult swim Right You know what I mean Like when you saw Like that show Tim and Eric good, Great job Awesome show Great job yep. I always mess up the title It's all good Um you're like, yeah, this make this belongs on Adult Swim At like 12.30 at night on
0: a Saturday right. For some stoner kid to watch So, yeah And they have such great uh, I mean, they have so many good shows That they're a part of And they're a part of a shitload, man Like, if you look at their IMDb list It's uh, it's out of control But we did a nice feature on the upcoming season And what you can expect from it And uh, and some big love for Tim and Eric Through uh, our intern, Will, who's a massive fan He's intern like obsessed Will, with those guys he, We had him on the podcast
1: so, last week Yeah,
0: I heard he was uh, we try to keep us talking to him at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey he's young you know he's got a lot of energy all right so uh, up uh, next let's see what we got good here old intern uh, we, we have a bunch of trailers up on the site as well I just put up Jack Black's uh, Kung fu panda 3 trailer I don't know if you like the Kung fu pandas I do. I'm a big fan I'm a fan of the Kung fu pandas I love Jack Black he's one of my all-time favorite just people on earth of course the high energy he commits He's a goofball, totally. And uh, another person that's kind of like, you know, some people are on board, some people aren't on board with Jack Black. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think
1: the thing that Jack Black has going for him is he does, he does. Kind of step away from the weirdness sometimes and star in like major, sure, major films and stuff too.
0: But um, and can do another guy who can do drama really well, man. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw Bernie. Speaking of Netflix, uh, have I've you watched Bernie? Ber- I've seen parts of Bernie. So yeah, yeah. good, man. Very, I very love interesting that movie.
1: movie. Very. Sweet. What I'm actually most excited about this week is uh, the reboot of Fox's reboot of the Greatest American Hero. Yes. I don't know. How many people? I'm first of all, yeah. Most away. people probably know the theme song more than they know the TV show. The show was only on the air for I think three seasons. Yeah, it wasn't. Maybe. It wasn't. Uh, they did do a reboot. I mean, not a reboot, but they did a different version of it with a with a female lead who uh, who found the. Why sword. don't I not know this? It was How only on for like this? one season. And no one yeah. cared. But they did like a great. They did another like greatest. I forget what they called it like. She's the greatest American hero 2, okay. or something like that, where also. they kind of rebo- <laughs> yeah, something like that, right. and right. um. Basically, the guy who played the FBI character, the, the his partner in crime, the, the, the FBI guy, he actually started, like, he started, like, going on to uh, training of the, the the girl as well. Right. Basically, okay, so what we're talking about, there's a TV show called The Greatest American Hero. We were both alive for we it. We were both alive, but we were young, dude. Yeah. Like, we were, I like, remember
0: watching it, though. We were
1: young. It was on the air, like, I want to say it was, like, 1981 mm-hmm. through, like, 83, so sure. we were very, very so young. Then I guess I watched reruns, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I we probably remember. watched reruns. Um, very, very young. Um... And it basically, uh, the guys that rebooted Twenty One Jump Street for the movies are rebooting this for Fox, and they're also doing it with uh, the daughter of the original creator of the show. Okay. So it does have that pedigree. In so there's there some as family well. ties, right? And basically, the whole premise of the show is there's an there's an average guy. He's kind of he was a teacher. He was bumbly, and <laughs> he basically was gifted a supersuit from Aliens. Like aliens came down and said, "Hey, have the super suit." And the super suit gave him like Superman-esque powers. All right. He could, he could fly, he could block bullets, he could walk through walls, he could do this that, and the other thing. But he lost the instruction manual to this <laughs> to the suit. So, great. so because of that, he didn't know what the suit did half the time. <laughs> right. he, he didn't know how to like make it fly and all this kind of stuff. So he'd often be like in mid-flight and crash into a wall. All right. So like right. he'd basically be like figuring out these 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 uh, these powers along the way. Uh, and just kind of like crashing into walls and bumbling and fumbling as he saved the day, basically. So it's really, really interesting that Fox is rebooting it. I don't know who they would have in this title, title role because the main guy that did it,
0: I forget his name. Um, Jason Segel. Oh, it's not a bad one. But Jason Segel like a movie star now. So what? They all want. Everybody wants to be on TV. You know why? Because that check keeps coming every week. Matt. That's true.
1: That's very true. And
0: and he's he's tall and a little goofy. And he has like yeah. And he could pull off the bumbling thing. Maybe if he like had a TJ to. Miller. Oh, TJ would be TJ Miller would be great, you know. And I wonder if there's like actually, if it's not TJ Miller, I just might not watch it. Now it's that you possible. put that idea there in you my go. head, TJ Miller, boom. But he's riding high right now on HBO. Yeah, so but he's, he's but right. he's
1: on television, but he's not a movie star like Jason Segel. Right, Jason Segel's done movies, you know. So I'm thinking TJ Miller. I'm also I'm also wondering if um,
0: TJ Miller's kind of got the like the perm too. That magic, he does. He does he hair the perm. perm so. The uh,
1: the Ralph Hinkley perm. Ralph <laughs> Hinkley was the main character, yeah, sure. Actually. Fun fact okay, in researching this article, and I completely forgot about this his name was changed, it was Ralph Hinckley, then it was changed to Ralph Hanley, then back to Ralph Hinckley. Weird, yeah, here's why. Uh, this is around the time Reagan got shot by a Hinkley. So, in halfway through the first season, they changed his name to Hanley, and then we refer to him as Ralph H or his teachers, his students would call him Mr. H. Right. And then they changed it back after that whole thing kind of like slowed him down. So, like political, uh, the the climate at the time politically changed the name of the,
0: the main character of the greatest. Wow, we'll era. have to do some more research and uh, see. It. Well, we'll get Will on that. See if yeah, like, this is uh, an intern Will job. Yeah, an intern Will job. See how many shows, like comedy shows specifically, yeah. have been affected by. Things that happen in real life because this, this happens all the time. In fact, yeah, of the season finale just recently of it was it Mr. Robot or or yes, so, yes. something got there was, back well, this was the, uh, there was
1: a there's a scene in the movie where basically one of the a guy kills himself on television right he shoots himself in front of a press conference and this was like. A day, it's supposed to air like a day after that one mm-hmm. guy shot the reporter and the cameraman live yeah. on television. So yeah. like ah, let's push that back a little bit. It,
0: and, and it happens more than you think. It does. It's it does. Very I mean, bizarre. I right. mean,
1: like you know, we probably all know these stories. Like you know, like uh, fun fact: Jay Z's "The
0: Blueprint" was released on 9/11. Oh, right.
1: Or a Mercury Rev album came out on 9/11. It's actually it's a Todd Berry
0: joke too. Well, the Dream but, Theater yeah. triple live album. And it had the Twin Towers on fire Inside a heart Like it was yeah. Nuts, nuts Yeah
1: And then you had The Coup The Coup's album cover the too Bleed American Bleed I American think Bleed American by yeah. Jimmy Eat World yeah. was, changed, was self-titled for a while But anyway This happens a lot Like right. you know Like traumatic events That are going on in the media Or in the world Kind of influence how pop culture Kind of filters them So Yeah it's uh, interesting the first uh, Spider-Man was Sam Rainey.
0: Oh. I don't know if you remember the promos. Yeah, they had to take out the scene in the trailer. There's a scene where
1: a helicopter takes off mm-hmm. and you and and the helicopter gets stuck and it pans away and it's basically a helicopter stuck in a spider web. Yeah, in huge web. Towers, yeah, in between the ten towers. They obviously couldn't take that down. Wonder that
0: if that too. was. Uh, wonder if that was included in the bonus footage. I bet or whatever. you that trailer was on YouTube. I'm sure. Yeah, it's the gotta that
1: trailer be. was on television.
0: I remember that trailer. Mm-hmm. So, um. So right, yeah. So I mean, this great greatest a lot. American hero, man. It's come back. We're super pumped. Thank yeah. you, Fox. Go all you. Way back. Thank you, Twenty. Twenty One Jump Street people uh, And they did a good job With that movie yeah, So, so I trust them good. In this particular instance. The instancy. movies were very Self-aware too yeah. And Ice yes. was great In those films yes. too Yes so. Alright uh, I'm excited about this Matt One of my favorite Art forms is Stop motion animation uh, It takes forever to do Yeah But when it's done And done right It is Amazing robot chicken, obviously nightmare can attest Christmas. that nightmare before Christmas, um, Coraline uh, box trolls. I mean, uh, there's sort there's sort of been a resurgence of it too. I yeah. remembered a lot as kids, but now that we have technology and and, and a better ability to actually achieve this product, uh, it seems to be happening a lot more now. Just happened with Helen back, a con- uh, 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 animated yeah. uh, you know stop motion feature that had the voice of fucking everybody from the comedy universe. It in it. But now uh, we've got news: Key and Peele are are going to be making a stop motion comedy with the director of The Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Henry Selick. Um, they haven't now. The thing is, they haven't sold it yet. Like no one's bought it. Yeah. But now that the news is kinda out of course, there, I'm pretty it. sure somebody's having a meeting right now yeah. trying to buy this. There, in are, because there are meetings happening. Yes. Key and Peel, since they announced that they weren't gonna be doing the show uh, anymore, have appeared in almost everything yeah. that's available until television. Even before the film. show ended, they were in they were in like the first season of
1: Fargo sure. or, and all that kind they're of stuff. Everywhere yeah, those everywhere.
0: two, which is great. And I'm very happy because they're super awesome dudes and they're hilarious yes. like i watched pitch perfect 2 just recently on, on my plane ride back and i was like man there's uh, keegan michael again start shooting a third one they announced it yep they it announced it. it's happening joking. but he was so fun like the funniest part of the movie And, and I feel yeah. bad saying that But at the same time I don't Because it just is Yeah He plays this like sort of a Record exec Okay And just like Is like bullying interns And telling people how stuff is done okay. And he's like over the top Like music producer Okay But just annihilates it man Like uh, Puff Daddy And get him to the Greek Right Yeah so, Surprisingly like, funny Right for But for to movie. another level um, Just watched a, a skit That we posted on the laughbutton.com For the new With uh, Bob and David Who's the police officer in this bit? So he pulls up, rolls down, and there's Keegan-Michael K again. Yep, exactly. And, uh, And both will be lending their voices to some upcoming projects uh, one in particular, Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Keegan Michael. Speaking of Keegan Michael Key, he's yes. a part of that. Um, and uh, Jordan Peele. I want to say Captain Underpants, which is a, a new animated comedy that's going to have a bunch of uh, funny people in it as well. Both 2016 projects. they are everywhere, man. They're everywhere. They're working on a thing with Judd Apatow. They got an undercover cop movie coming out called Keanu, where they have to recover a stolen cat <laughs> uh, from from some drug so dealers. So here's a, here's a question that I have. For yeah. You. Sketch
1: comedy mm-hmm. I feel like Key like Key and Peel To me Ended a little weird It was a little abrupt It right. was never like The last season The final season It was like Halfway through it They're like We're not doing this shit again Yeah, like, yeah Three more episodes guys Yeah We're, we're done mm-hmm. well, Okay let's t- Someone tell Comedy Central We're done Um which I thought was kind of interesting for this for this instance, and I, like I feel like the same thing kind of happened with like Nick Swardson's sketch comedy show and Nick Kroll. Like sketch comedy takes a lot what out of you. What was his
0: party time with Nick Swardson? Was that what it was called? Uh, Nick Swardson's pretend time. Pretend time. Pretend, pretend time. Pretend, that's it.
1: And then yeah, and then you had Kroll, who was like off to off to a fiery start, and mm-hmm. then like he tweaked the show so it became more of a serial thing as opposed to like a sketch thing. So like, is sketch comedy. It just well, it does a few things to me. It kind of shows how unbelievably rare something like SNL is. Mm-hmm. And then it's also like how unbelievably difficult it is to kind of keep and maintain a level of quality with the sketch comedy. Like, right. Like, I feel like Amy Schumer's days are numbered mainly because Amy Schumer's a supernova. Right. And they can't keep her on television for that long because she's doing movies and all this other stuff. Yeah, too.
0: opening up for Madonna. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah like, I feel like everything. this will,
1: I, if this were the last season of Inside Amy Schumer, I would not be surprised.
0: Hmm. But she already signed on for t- two more, right? It was Did two she? season five, didn't we? I feel like that's a thing that's kind of already in the books. I guess. Um. But you know that can change. Yeah, that can change.
1: Yeah. I just. I don't know. I just feel like it's like it's like these these sketch comedy like in Living Color, another sketch comedy show. People rave about that. I think by the time the third season came around, all the Wayans were going. Mm-hmm. And it was the fourth season, which limped along to an ending. Well, let's think about this. How long long does sketch comedy really last? I think SNL is an exception to the rule, and Mad TV maybe.
0: Mad TV was like, what, 12, 13 seasons? SNL is an establishment that's never going to go away, that will always exist. As long as Lauren Michaels wants it to, right? SNL also works because he reinvents the cast every so often. Exactly. That helps. But it's just the thing that will just always be there. It's like PBS, it's just going to be on TV. They're going to figure out a way to make that happen, right? That's just going to be a thing. With these other shows, there's way more of them, right? And there's way more sketch comedy. Available Whether it's on YouTube Whether it's on television Whether it's a, It's getting yeah. harder and harder To just write a sketch Because it's probably Already been done Right Okay So shows like Key Shows like Amy Schumer they If you think about it They're topical They're, they're things yeah, That are I happening so. In the now Versus like I'm just gonna come up With this funny concept Right yeah. So I think between that and the fact that the sketch comedy shows are used as jumping off points to further your career, to become a movie star, to become someone who's available mm-hmm. for other projects, to sell out your tour, to you know what I mean? I think there's different motivations there than to just be... A sketch comedy show yeah. and do it for a long time because Kids in the Hall that, that went like nine seasons. I mean that that went for a yeah. long time. But I
1: feel like that when the Kids in the Hall was on television, there was nothing else sketch on
0: television. And this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. now, you've got. You know the the birthday boys. You had yeah, yeah, Amy yeah. Schumer. You got Keegan Peele You got yeah. SNL. You got you know a, a plethora to choose you from got as, as YouTube. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just a different game now. I don't I don't think it. Uh, you know I didn't even mention is Kid. You know I mean it's just so yeah, many yeah, yeah. sketch comedy troops now, and ultimately when they become successful they parlay that into something else.
1: This is very true. But I also think it also depends on how it how the show is structured. Like Nick Swardson flat out said, I'm I'm burnout writing stuff. About sure. So like he flat out said that. So
0: plus, but Nick's I, a very specific kind of comedy. Yeah. Whereas Amy is doing more political satire. Kim well, Peel is yeah. doing a social commentary. Yeah. And, uh, Amy also yeah. has like a team of writers, and
1: not that Swartzen and didn't, but like, I feel like Amy, Amy probably has more room to walk around in in her world, mainly because this is going to sound weird, mainly because she is a woman. Sure. Because there's so few other That's strange fair. comedy shows out there presenting a female perspective mm-hmm. that Amy almost. Maybe she has more, more, more room to burn. Where let's be honest, how many more white guys do people want to hear from in sketch? Like how many? Like who's coming from
0: a different angle? And I think that's that plays to the strength of Key and Peele as well. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It's. It filled that void that Living Color left behind. You exactly. know, it, was yeah. the, it needed to happen. I'm glad it did.
1: They were talking about rebooting in Living Color for a long time. Um, Didn't they it, try? They tried. They did. Right? did it. And actually, that's how Friends of the People came to be. It's right. basically the ashes of the, the writing staff and the actors from the Living Color reboot. Basically, not everyone, obviously, but the, that's how Friends. Of, most of them came from, uh, I mean, started Friends of the People because of
0: it. So. All right, let's uh, let's go on to some stand-up now. Uh, we finally have a release date for Trevor Noah's new special. It's coming to Comedy Central. It's called Trevor Noah: Lost in Translation, and it's going to uh, debut in late November, November twenty second, to be exact, um, on uh, you know his new home. Comedy Central. So, yeah. Trevor, I think his previous special was on Showtime, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know.
1: Like, I mean, I, he's put I out two. He's on
0: born, born a crime
1: and mm-hmm. African American. I don't know if they've actually appeared on either one of those. Yeah,
0: I feel. I feel like I can't. I can't the I don't latter, know the my head. Yeah. African American, was on Showtime. I will have to look it up here. Uh, but uh, anyway, he's he's all things Comedy Central now, yeah, and of I feel like 100%. The, I feel like the transition. Uh, win a lot better than most people thought it was going to. Uh, I think. You think? When, yes, because John Stewart was so synonymous to not oh, yeah. only the show but to uh, Comedy Central. Yeah. And and I feel like when I think about it now, it's like, I'm already used to Trevor Noah. So it's the day show of yeah. Trevor Noah. Like, I'm, I, it's happened. It went well. No advertisers dropped out. No. People are, it's just. Well, from what I gathered is the ratings are down a little bit, but he has. Uh, but
1: it's, but I get it, that. But it's also gone younger. Right. Like, the ratings, it's skewed more towards a millennial voice.
0: I'd be curious to see what Jon Stewart's ratings were when he first started after he took over for Kilborn. I oh, bet yeah. they went down a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but once, once no was around. John Stewart man. also had like that watershed moment.
1: Like everyone kind of has that moment, and like for John Stewart, honestly, it was like a post nine eleven world where he was able, where he kind of became the voice of like, what the fuck, you right? Know, he, he and he just vocalized that on a nightly basis for a lot of people. So John Stewart didn't really find it for a while either. So I mean, I don't think Trevor. I think Trevor's a little bit more polished than John was when mm-hmm. John started, but because like you know he's had media training and like you know he's he's He'd already, been a host before. Not I mean, John he, was too He's hosted before But like when you, when you see those Early John Stewart's Like his suit Doesn't fit him properly Right yet He looks well, like he's, He looks almost like He's wearing like His
0: dad's suit But that's like The 90s 2000s I right? know But like yeah, the suit's A like, like, little big for right, Like right.
1: And now And then You know When John left He was like Crisp and Perfectly tailored mm-hmm. And all that kind of stuff Brooks Brothers type of stuff and I feel like Trevor Noah Started like that Like Trevor Noah Was like Right out the like gate Well yeah. tailored mm-hmm. Out of the gate dude um, And uh, Well he's got an election year Coming up So so he that, this could, could, be. could be Election could, years are, are fun And usually the Daily Show Is on point When it comes to election year uh, You know In Decision 2008 uh, When Colbert And Jon Stewart Were like Co-calling the election I thought it was a lot of fun When they are doing That stuff live Like there's a lot of fun Stuff going on with that And I also think In Decision 2008 is a one that pops in my head because like that's when I remember like Wyatt Cenac kind of mm-hmm. going bonkers and then like and John Oliver going to like the RNC and them talking about like stuff and John Oliver basically just being like oh my god like wow you don't even understand how, like, how insane you sound right now like two people's faces go look that stuff up like those classic like John Oliver the John Oliver uh RNC is one that I remember particularly, and Wyatt Senac talking to people in Trenton when they um, when they upheld uh, gay marriage mm-hmm. uh, not being legalized in Trenton, where it basically was, and Wyatt Snack coming from the black perspective, which I didn't even think of, probably because I, I'm not black, um, said. He he just pointed out how greatly ironic it was that black people were oppressing gay people and he was basically like without any irony, these people are out here saying we don't believe in this group and we don't oppress this group and why it's just kinda of like You're black, I'm black, like we were oppressed <laughs> right. for years, we have no right to oppress anyone. So those are two like classic Political based uh, Daily show spots That I always pop In my head That are definitely Worth checking out And looking up Even though they're A couple years old
0: Because they were So on the nose It wasn't funny It's interesting uh, too when we ta- As we take a step back here To see um, Obviously minorities Making their way Into this space But yeah. but here we are With John Oliver A British guy Now we have A, a, a South African As host of The Daily show We got Jim Jeffries The comedian Doing some social commentary You know on gun control His book oh, yeah. is like Legend it's it's very very interesting to see that take place in a and look america is america because it's a melting pot and these people live here too yeah. right but we're also not used to seeing these people being the face of talking about these particular things But it is working And I think it's eye-opening And that's been made clear Through John Oliver And I think yeah. Trevor Noah You know Obviously got started A little bit later Than, than uh, Oliver here But I think those two Will be sort of the face Of of what's going on In this country man Through comedy So Yeah yeah all I right. mean like
1: uh, Bram l- last week To his credit Brought up a really great point Is like sometimes People say this stuff Because it's uh, Outsiders saying stuff about our culture and our whatever Mm -hmm. tend to kind of rub people the wrong way sometimes. But also at the same time, they kind of sometimes... How uh, can you call anybody an outsider in America? No, no, no. But like, the funniest thing about America. I think think, think we're talking about specifically Ricky uh, Gervais' hosting of the Golden Globes where like, you know, Ricky kind of points out the absurdity of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And maybe people didn't like that because it's like, you know, it's just some other guy making fun of our thing. Right, right. And and that's why I feel like sometimes... And that's why I feel like when this Jim Jeffrey thing came out, you know, like... Jim Jeffries addresses that gun control thing where he's just like, you're from Australia, fuck off, I'm an American, I like my guns. You don't like our rules, leave the country. And then his whole, and he has a whole answer to that. And I see it happen when John Oliver t- touches on those topics too. John Oliver being a Brit obviously has a lot of really good points to make and sometimes people get outraged because they're like, oh, well, you're not an American, these are your American problems. We don't want we don't want to hear what some outsider has to say.
0: Right, right. Yeah, but Which I think is dumb because, you
1: know, for the, all the reasons you just said.
0: If if anything, you know it's it's uh I I mean I don't know if this is a bad analogy, but it's the reason why I get my music mastered by the guy who didn't mix it. You know, it's an outside pair of of, yeah, fresh pair of ears, fresh pair of eyes, fresh pair of whatever to take a step back and look at what's really happening because you're in the mucky muck too deep, and it takes somebody like a John Oliver to be like. Yo guys, like
1: dude, I mean, you can even use a pure example bringing right back to, right back to the laugh button. Mm-hmm. You write a story, you've been taking all day to write. Right. You can't edit that story. Correct. Someone else with a fresh pair of eyes needs to look at it cuz it's all kind of yeah. leads the same to you. Right. I'm right. way better editing other people's writing than mm-hmm. on my own. Like when I when I put up something it's just me writing mm-hmm. typos galore. I get it, but because it's way because like you're staring at it all day long mm-hmm. or whatever. So they they always say when you write something, they kind of like write it you know, pause from it go s- away, do something else come back. come back and revisit it and then you look at it you're like holy shit what was I thinking with some of this stuff do it all the time you've done it we've all done it
0: uh, yeah I'm looking at one of your typos right now Hello. Actually, say. just kidding alright uh, we're gonna get out of here uh, and we wanna thank everyone for listening downloading subscribing doing all that stuff we've got a, a gift shop shall we call it a gift shop merch store yep.
1: laughbuncom slash merch we are gonna put up some cool fall designs in the very near future mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that uh, we're always running some sales and some stuff so yeah so definitely visit our merch store get something cool for that comedy fan in your life It'll be awesome. It'll be so worth it. Uh, we're also still doing contesting for Lewis Black. Just announced a couple new contesting for some shows coming up in that's November. Crazy. Lewis Black down in Florida. Uh, we got him in Clearwater. He's coming up in Phoenix. He's hitting the East Coast for the New York Comedy Festival. We'll have all that going on. Speaking of the New York Comedy Festival, that's this upcoming week. We're going to be out in full force doing stuff for the New York Comedy Festival. Yeah, I'm glad you
0: brought that up, man. Yeah. A lot of obviously the biggest names Of comedy are coming yeah. to town, and uh, we're going to be there to cover it. So uh, next pod. We'll have plenty of uh, reactions. We'll be in the thick of it, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. uh, Hopefully, um, we'll be... Not hopefully. We will be. Getting some inside scoops On yeah. a, uh, everything in the world of comedy As far as that festival is Shows concerned And, stuff and uh, I'm not sure if you guys brought it up Or if it was part of the podcast Or when it went up on the site But uh, if you're just a fan of comedy Like as in like nerd Like really nerdy about comedy And and like you break down jokes And why things work And all that good stuff uh, Go to laughbutton.com And check out uh, the interview we did With David Keckner Oh yeah um, it, When I talked to him on the phone Like first of all That guy's awesome And he's yeah. a scene stealer And he, and he's really great And if, if you don't know David Koechner by name You'll know Uh, him by face Yeah, you'll definitely Know him by face Uh, You know, he's champ kind uh, On on all the Anchorman movies But uh, he really He's like a Thespian of comedy, like yeah. this guy studied under Del Close, and his classmates and comedy mates are huge names in the game. He's obviously been in almost every comedy movie that's ever yeah. existed, yeah. and and he's d- he's done every form of comedy from improv to stand up to to feature film, television, the whole nine. But uh, he's just very. Uh, he he has a very intriguing mind. So go and read that interview if you're a nerd of uh, comedy on the LaughButton.com. And uh, Matt, no guests to thank this time because we have to thank the news. Yeah, dude. thank you, Comedy Universe for being uh, so universe. overwhelming that we actually we had to say no, which <laughs> is uh, kind of weird. But uh, we'll have a uh, huge guest coming up here in the near future on the uh, the Laugh Button podcast. Again, the LaughButton.com. Follow us on all the socials at the Laugh Button. Follow Matt on his socials. I am Klein Schmidt, and I am at Mark says hi. And uh, until next time, leave it hanging.